0: Check one two. What is the uh, all right now that we've got a, a decent sound? That was my microphone check. I can continue on with the rest of this episode, and hopefully, the quality is as good as the microphone check was. I got the microphone/slash phone at a certain distance or whatever. <clears throat> you know, I'm used to holding it in my hand while I'm doing these episodes. I wanted to place it somewhere, uh, obviously close by, but somewhere where my hands are free, I can write down notes, I can take down notes, um, so, because I have notes for this episode, I have notes for all my episodes, really, uh, you know, not scripted, but just straight up just notes, but this one was something one of the episodes where I really wanted to include a whole lot of notes, um. Or at least a decent amount of notes simply because I did not want to misquote anything. I did not want to miss anything that I felt that I wanted to say that I needed to be said. So with that being said, it's your man, Ernest, or you love Ernest, and guy, different name back again with another episode, the Ernest Thoughts Podcast. I know, you know, the intro is usually... Earlier, obviously, but you know, I call this the full transparency podcast for a reason as well. So, yeah, that's like my second name for this podcast. But, anyways, let's start off. Um, I'm only going to talk about two topics, and these are topics possibly three, uh, but these are all topics relating to black people and the conditions of black folks here in America. Um, if you have a problem with the fact that my black ass is talking about the conditions of black folks in the in America, feel free to uh I'm log off, I mean click off, find another podcast to listen to, listen to other episodes of the Earnest Thoughts Podcast, aka the full transparency podcast, you know? Um I have tons of other episodes you can listen to. Um some of those episodes do have black talk in them. Other episodes pertain to other groups. Um, so yeah, there's those episodes you can check out. Or like I said, just log off or something. All right, racist piece of shit. Anyways, now that the races are gone and you know the I'm not racist but racists are gone, um, let's continue on with whatever I want to talk about here on our Stocks Podcast. This first topic, we're going to talk about H.R. 1 or H.R. 40, not H.R. 1, but H.R. 40. So for those who don't know what H.R. 40 is, it's basically reparations talk. Um, reparations for African-Americans or African descendants of uh, or American descendants of slavery. Like he, every every time I try to pronounce Ados, try to say it out loud or whatever, I always say African instead of American, it's because it's a fairly new term for me at least, so, you know, it's still got learning to do, but I always correct myself instead of saying African, I say American, so, I'm getting it, anyways, let me read exactly what this HR 40 is, and this is from government, or congress.gov, not government.gov, but congress.gov. So this is the official website for uh, Congress, the American Congress, by the way. <clears throat> and this is their exact, what I'm about to read, is their exact language that is being used to describe what H.R. 40 is. I'll have this article linked, or this section, this article, whatever you want, you want to call it link in the description box below i have been better at that i will try to continue to be better at that leaving the links that i reference in any uh of these episodes in the description box below so you can check them out yourself and see what is what so about to read into what gov, uh, congress.gov describes at what hr 40 is um introduced in the house 2019. But talks have come back up in 2021. This bill establishes the commission to study and develop reparations proposals for African Americans. The commission shall examine slavery and discrimination in the colonies and in the United States from 1619 to the present and recommend appropriate remedies. Among other requirements, the commission shall identify the role of the federal and state governments in supporting the institution of slavery, forms of discrimination in the public and private sectors against freed slaves and their descendants, that's me, and lingering negative effects of slavery on living African Americans in society, that is also me and other African in society so once again that is the that's that's pretty much hr 40 in a nutshell um and it's simple it's an explanation explained to you by congress.gov if you want further information you can scour the the article in the that i'm well the link pretty much so i'm gonna leave in the description box below you can check it out on other platforms as well. Um, that will explain it to you. But I gave you the official words from the Congress themselves. So you do what, whatever information you feel as though is proper. Now, I do have another article that I will read about pretty much the history of reparations, or you know, uh, or America's history put it that way, of reparations, but I just want to give my thoughts on the situation. Of course, it wouldn't be a, a, a earnest thoughts podcast if I wasn't given my earnest thoughts about just this toxin and reparations or just whatever topic I'm sharing, right? So, I am obviously for it. I just have zero faith in America. In order, if, if America were to get this thing passed, best believe African Americans, black folks, will not be the only group of individuals that will benefit from this. Yeah, I just read it. And what I just read is it says African Americans and descendants of, of you know, you know, American decisions, pretty much American decisions of, descendants of you know the african slaves so pretty much black folks in america or african americans right we get that they say that but do they really mean that Eh. if you believe everything that is being said by either political party in america yeah, you're truly blind you're truly not woke okay now hopefully listening to this podcast doing your own research listening to other people who are saying the truth and saying what needs to be said will wake you up to some things. But if you truly believe every single word that is being spouted, eh, sorry. Sorry to disappoint you, but that's that's not how America works, baby. Anyways, like I said, they say they're going to do it, but I feel as though this quote unquote study, this might be me just being a pessimistic, who, who knows? Uh, but this quote-unquote study, if they are actually going to look into it, um, as the Biden administration said, that, you know, these talks aren't coming out of nowhere. He, he's been saying this uh, ever since he got pushed into the campaign trail. Uh, so uh, I was well aware of this back in 2019, um, you know, and, and, and sometime before that as well. So. This isn't necessarily news to me. I just felt as though this would be important to talk about now since this is present day and they're talking about it present day once again. Plus, I have a lot more to say about it now than I did back then. So, as I was saying before, this isn't new. uh, But this quote unquote study, because they've been saying this for years as well. We're going to study it. We're going to study how we're going to uh, rectify the wrongs that America has done to black people although they're not necessarily there's been a ton there's been tons of studies done by scholars who in and in, in, in economists and and just people in general that can literally, that have literally, that have literally found solutions and and have tried to introduce said solutions to uh, Congress and, 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 and whoever was president at the time. I'm pretty sure Joe Biden has probably gotten some economists and, and people. Heck, people gave flack for Ice Cube and uh, the other well, they gave flack to Ice Cube and say, oh, who do you think you are? But he didn't come up with, um, sorry about that, y'all, it's morning time. But he didn't come up with his, uh, pretty much his plan for black uh, Americans by himself. He had actual scholars, actual people who it's their profession to study this and made it their, their journey to study these things and to, to put these ideas out he was just the face he wasn't necessarily the inventor of all of that so you we saw that somebody tried to reach out to uh donald trump at the time for a do so and ice cube it said he was willing to meet with joe biden and joe biden kept pushing it off or something what's going on with that not quite too sure what's what um Last time I heard a message from Ice Cube was a few months, probably at the beginning of this year, actually, uh, saying that uh, he was still planning on working on it and he's still reaching out to or uh, trying to get in touch with uh, Joe Biden or this current regime and see what's what, you know? So I say all that just to say it's not like nobody is telling whoever is the president, hey, we we have solutions for reparations. I think you should enact these things. It's not like nobody is saying, as to what that that's not the reason why reparations hasn't been uh, a thing for African Americans. That's not the reason because nobody's nobody's coming up with ideas. I had to say that because I was uh, one of the podcasts I listened to. There's people on there who you know. This is why I suggest, even if you listen to me, this is why I suggest if you're going to listen to people's opinions on things, not to take them to heart. At the end of the day, have your own opinions because, you know, sometimes these people's opinions are, are great and I agree with them. Other times I'm like, they're, they're stupid and I disagree with them. What this was one of those times where they were like and these are black folks as well they were like well nobody has come up with solutions that's why we don't got reparations." people have come up with solutions just because you don't pay attention to that type of stuff or you don't pay attention to the the scholars the economists especially who have come up with solutions just because the mainstream news outlets that you pay attention to aren't interviewing these people does not mean that these people are not around that nobody else is doing it and you're walking a dangerous road and believing once again that if the mainstream outlet or mainstream media in general talks about it then that means that validates it and everything that the mainstream decides not to talk about talk about or cover invalidates it means that something is invalid right or not true or not happening right uh you know there's coups going on and 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 you know places. And you don't see CNN talk about it. That doesn't mean that they're not happening. You know. Uh, That that strike would. Ended up being in India. I believe it was the biggest strike. In in just mankind. You didn't see the mainstream news. Really talk about it like that. But it happened. So. And a number of other issues that went down. You know all over the world. Um, simply because CNN and Fox News is not talking about it, does not mean that it is not happening, folks. So, I'm pretty sure some of y'all know that, you're listening to this podcast, and you're like, you, we know this, but you never know. New listeners coming in, and people checking out the podcast for the first time, so, you know, uh, yeah, I, I just, you know, gotta let people know what's up. Anyways... As I stated before, I don't believe that this is going to be a thing. That doesn't mean I'm not going to uh, argue for it. That doesn't mean that me I, I'm going to give up. Now, it might sound stupid to some of y'all. Like, how do you... If you don't feel like you have a chance at winning this battle, um, why are you still fighting this fight? You know? Because... I want to constantly one. There's a small chance, a small glimmer of hope. Let me put it that way. I'm not saying I'm 100% uh, uh, pessimistic about America ever giving reparations to Black Americans, but I, the majority of me is no. But that that is not a 100% surefire answer for me. That's number one. Number two, I want to continuously expose. And show the world, show anybody willing to pay attention how America gets down. I want to continuously shove it in the face of the politicians that you guys claim. Once again, you are going to right the wrongs that this country has done for black folks. Here is a surefire method, method as to how you can right these wrongs. And you still continue to refuse to do so. Do you really want to do that? Do you really want to right the wrongs? Or are you just saying these things to make yourself look good? Now we know what the answer is. We know what the answer is. But I want to continue shoving it in the faces of America. And shoving it in the faces of these politicians. That's why. You know? But... By the small off chance that I feel as though something like a reparations does get passed for African Americans, that as I stated before, I don't think it's just going to benefit African Americans. I think that you know you hear a lot of black and brown. I think the and brown is going to get included in that. I think when you hear a lot about African American struggles, you hear a lot about the people of color struggle. Yeah, the other colors are going to be included in this some way, somehow. And therefore, once again, if something like that happens, do not be surprised if once again, black folks who are the said beneficiaries of this are the least beneficiaries or not even the leading beneficiaries of a program like this. Look back at affirmative action. Affirmative action was meant to get black folks jobs and meant to encourage employers to hire more uh, black people because of the discrimination they were getting. But when you look at studies of what happened with affirmative action, more, more women got into the workforce. But more white women got into the workforce. They were the top beneficiaries of affirmative action, not black women, not black men. That's what happened there. And then you look at another social programs. You look at uh, welfare programs where it was, once again, supposed to it was it was pushed out as okay black folks we're gonna do this for you because of slavery because of jim crow because of all this other shit right we're gonna do this for you you look at the studies until this day that is the case now with the affirmative action i haven't looked at those studies um as of recent so i don't know if white women are still the beneficiary of affirmative action but till this day well for welfare programs white folks are the leading candidates or the leading beneficiaries of welfare programs, whatever the program is. Now, one can argue, oh, there's more white people. That's why they Yeah, you That might be part of the reason. Or it could simply be we're doing things where we're where saying we're going to help out the black folks here, but we're actually just helping out our own once again. More women being hired because of affirmative action just brought in more money and brought in and and, and brought in more money into white family households and thus uh, keeping you know thus making their 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 money increase and it, sure I'm not saying black f- people did not benefit from uh, affirmative action or these welfare programs. But at the same time, black economics still isn't as good as it should be. Now, imagine if black women or black men were actually the ones benefiting from uh, or the highest beneficiaries of affirmative action. What if black families were actually the number one beneficiaries of these welfare programs set to actually help out poor and disenfranchised folks so that's a little thought anyways I want to get into the history of reparations uh, America's history of reparations once again you can find this link in the description box below like the congress.gov link I will have them both this is from history.com the official website so you know the website website where you can find a lot of historical facts um, and from the history channel, you know? Yeah, thathistory.com, yeah. So, the article says, and it's updated in 2019 as well, because again, a lot of these, August 29th, the day before my birthday, uh, (laughs) you know, um, in 2019, because again, a lot of the talks, again, resurfaced, resurfaced, a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of the talks of of um, reparations resurfaced in 2019. This, I remember. And it came back up again because, once again, Joe Biden's uh, regime is bringing it up because he is now president. So, yeah. In um, an article titled, The Thorny History of Reparations in, U- in the United States. Now, let's get to read it. In the 20th century, the country issued reparations for Japanese Americans, internment, native land seizures, massacre, and police brutality. Will slavery be next, is the question. The papers were handed out one by one to elderly recipients, most frail, some in wheelchairs, to some it may have looked like a run-of-the-mill governmental ceremony with the usual federal fanfare. But to Norman Mineta, a California congressman and future secretary of transportation in 1990, the 1990 event was deeply symbolic. The papers were checks, for $20,000 accompanied by a letter of apology for the internment of over 120,000 Japanese Americans during World War II. They were the first issued under the Civil Liberties Act of 1988, a historic law that offered monetary redress to over 80000 Minetta had spearheaded the law fighting for a government apology and financially redress for nearly a decade. As he watched, he flashed back to his own internment during the war. First at a racetrack, then at a Heart Mountain War relocation center in Wyoming his family had been forced to leave their home and business behind. Now Menina felt the government had finally begun the process of reconciliation. The country made a mistake. This is his quote. The country made a mistake and admitted it was wrong. He says he it often it offered an apology and a redress payment to me. The beauty and strengths of this country is that it is able to admit wrong and issues and issue redress. <laughs> Not the America, I know. Today, the law is remembered as the most successful push for reparations for a historic wrong in the United States history. But the United States track record of reparations and official apologies is Scattershot. Mm -hmm. And it has yet to tackle one of its most glaring What you mean most glaring? The most glaring if you ask me. But let me continue. One of its most glaring injustices, the enslavement of African Americans. Many argue that slavery in America has legacies that continue to shape society today. Yes. I am many or one of me through demands for apologies and financial restitution are not new reparations for a state's behavior toward its citizens are relatively modern. The idea of a state apologizing for much less paying for its actions toward its own citizens was almost unthinkable until Nazi Germany orchestrated a large scale genocide. About six million Jews were murdered during the Holocaust and for the first time the world grappled with how to make a nation pay money to atone for a historical injustice. There, there was the sense that Germans had done something very bad and needed to make amends, says historian John Torpy, a professor a professor. At the gratitude center graduate center of the of the city university of new york and the author of making whole what has been smashed on reparations politics that was the price of admission for a return to the community of civilized nations germany has since paid hundreds of millions of dollars to Israel individuals Israel individual holocaust survivors and others since then the United States has followed suit but though it has paid reparations to some groups it wronged throughout in in unjust treaties coups and brutal experiments others who still contend with the ramifications of history and injustices continue to wait for compensation aka black folks native american reparations belated payment for unjustly seized land you have a picture you'll see it when you click on the link but you have a picture of them you know and they're like yeah let's, let's let's pay reparations to them um this is president harry s truman signing a bill providing for the establishment of the indian claims commissions. Truman basically saying reparations for the Indian folks. World War II sparked a movement to address one of the United States' historic, historic wrongs. Its treatment of Native Americans over centuries of conquest and colonization. Native Americans enlisted in World War, World War II in dis- proportionately high numbers 44,000 or nearly 13% of the entire population of the Native Americans at the time served as cold talkers who stumped, who stumped the enemy with their tribal languages brave and brave services members and brave service members who fought in the European Pacific theaters of war after World War II Monumentum to compensate tribes for the unjust seized seizure of their lands rule Shout out to NBA league pass no, don't shout out to them. They're not paying. <laughs> In 1964, Congress created the Indian Claims Commission, a body designed to hear historic grievances and compensate tribes for lost territories. It commissioned its extensive historical research and ended up awarding about 1.3 billion to 176 tribes and bands. The money was largely given to groups, which then distributed the money among their members. For some tribes, whose members didn't live on a, res- a reservation note historians michael lighter and jake page the money was distributed per capita for those who did live on reserva- on reservations the money was often embarked and marked for tribal projects however the actual funds only averaged out to about 1,000 per person of Native American ancestry, and most of the money was put in trust accounts held by the United States government, which has been accused of mismanagement over the years. Not surprised, gambling has had a more positive impact on the quality of life of re- on reservations than did the Indian Claims Commissions Act lighter and page right so before i continue reading basically the indians got more money and benefited the, their community more and economic status more when they started the casinos and reservations and, and gambling businesses basically because that measly little one thousand dollars they got even back then was not shit Well, I won't say not shit, but not enough to sustain life. I mean, people can argue, well, a thousand dollars. Yes, a thousand dollars is a thousand dollars. And if you were like, well, Ernest, I, what if I gave you a thousand dollars right now? Would you be happy? I'd be ecstatic. Eh, but I would not be like, great, this is going to take care of every fucking problem I got. I got. No. But if you want to give your boy a thousand dollars or at least ten percent of that, hit up the links in the description box below. PayPal, hit that support tab wherever. Libera Pay is down there as well. And I thank you. Let me take a sip. And let me continue on reading. <clears throat> it took decades for formal apo- for a formal apology. Not surprised. Tucked inside a defense spending bill, the United States apologized for what characterized what it categorized as the many instances of violence, maltreatment, and neglect inflicted on native people by citizens of the United States. Citizens of the United States, my nigga? You blame their citizens and not the in government? Now, I'm pretty sure there was some racist ass citizens that was mistreating Native Americans, just like there was people hanging black folks, there was people hanging Chinese folks, there was people beating up on Chinese women and shit, but the government, the government, these motherfuckers, America always finds a way of avoiding accountability, even when they try to admit when they're wrong, they always turn around and say it was somebody else, but we didn't. We're still in the wrong, but it was somebody else. <laughs> I'll continue. Um, there's a picture of this Native Hawaiian man, um, a portrait of. Well, I don't. I don't. I'm gonna say person. I, I, the name is Lily Okulani who was the queen, my bad, queen of Hawaii in Halilu, in Halilu, 1917. Shout out to the queen. Beginning in in 18, not 19, but 1893, Native Hawaiians' extensive land holdings were taken by the federal government in the wake of its overthrow. Of the kingdom of Hawaii. And I had that extra E at the end. Because there's an extra I at the end of this. Well. There is two eyes in Hawaii. I'm sorry. The lost. (laughs) The loss of lands. Had actually begun. Early. As white business flocked. As white businesses flocked to Hawaii in the late 19th century, they bought up huge swaths of land and established plantations. Gentrification out the ass. As low paid workers flocked to the land, native Hawaiians began living in crowded cities and dying of diseases for which they had no immunities. As a result, Native Americans nearly died out. In 1920, there were an estimated 22,600 Native Hawaiians left, compared to nearly 690,000 in 1778 when Europeans first made contact with the island. A uh, Constant theme here in, Ameri- in just the world history, wherever Europeans go, the Native landers just the numbers just decrease some way, somehow. I don't know how. That's sarcasm. I know exactly how. In 1917, lands leased from Native Hawaiians by large sugar and ranching companies began to come up for renewal. John Wise, a native a Native Hawaiian, who was the territory's senator, joined with Jonah Kuhio. Kalana Jonah K.K. A prince before the United States seized Hawaii to argue that those lands should be set aside for native Hawaiians. I agree with Jonah. Sorry y'all, I was taking another sip. The the Hawaiian Homes Commission Act of 1920 established a land trust for Hawaiian American, uh, for Native Hawaiians. My bad, and allowed people to uh, allow people of one-half Hawaiian ancestry by blood to lease homesteads from the federal government for 99 years at a time for a total of one dollar. You heard that right although the act was seen as helping a declining race writes historian jay kulani kunua it was sharply limited in its potential for rehabilitating hawaiians not surprised there america does this great job of claiming they're gonna help people out by really fucking you over that's the american way baby Much of the land was remote and unfit for development, and it put people who married non-native Hawaiians at risk of losing their land. Today, those problems persist. Though the native Hawaiian population has surged, there remains a long-awaited list for homestead lands, and families that inherit homesteads must prove their 50 percent hawaiian descent to keep them so what they got to do eat hawaiian pizza what the fuck the united states only apologized for its treatment of native hawaiians in 1993 i was two years old a century after the overthrow now let's go on to Tuskegee experiment reparations compensations for a medical brutality you know um the the experiment that some people deny and you know you have people who are anti-vaxxers and this might go on uh, full transparency over here at the full transparency podcast I didn't intend on reading this entire article but I'm interested in I knew this all this but I I am somewhat of a history buff um, when it comes to, you know, important American history. Um, Sorry, it does not to say I don't care about world issues, but I'm more so interested in the country that I was born in and reside in um, for the time being, of course. So, yeah, this type of stuff I'd like to read up on um, if you feel some type of way fast forward and listen to the rest or check out my other episode like I said appreciate you if you still listen but we're on to the Tuskegee experiment for the anti-vaxxers out there this might uh I don't know make you feel good shit, right or feel good in the way that uh, explaining why you don't trust vaccines administered by white people so They have a photo of Tuskegee. In some cases, I'm going to start reading. In some cases, federal and state governments have made payments to people harmed by brutality. In 1973, for example, the United States began an an attempt at reconciliation for the Tuskegee experiment. Pretty much participants in the Tuskegee syphilis experiment. Uh, And if you want to know more about Tuskegee... Once you read this article, click on the link. It will tell you all about it or you could do your own research. I won't share it here because I don't want to make this segment any longer than it needs to be with my slow ass love reading. Anyways, in which 600 black men were unknowingly. Well, they're about to tell you unknowingly left untreated for syphilis after being misled by officials who involuntarily enrolled them in a treatment program. The existence of the experiment and its horrifying extent only became clear after Jean Heller, an investigative reporter for the Associated Press, Associated Press, wrote a story. Uh, wrote a story on the study and its f in its effects. After a class action lawsuit, the men were awarded $10 million, and the United States promised to provide health care and burial services for the men. Eventually, the state ended up awarding health care and other services for the men's spouses um, and descendants, too. It took decades, though, for a presidential apology for the Tuskegee experiment in 1997 when President Bill Clinton is quoted, hundreds of men betrayed and apologized on behalf of the United States, but financial compensation was cold comfort to more than the study's victims. Decades later, the experiment is correlated with increased and increased in mistrust of the medical establishment mm-hmm. overall mortality and reluctance to see medical providers among black men who face significant health disparities compared to their white counterparts in the United States. No scientific experiment inflicted more damage on the collective psyche of black Americans than the Tuskegee It's Tuskegee study writers, writers, rights historian James H. Jones. Cities and states rather than the federal government have led the way in financial compensation for more for most of for most other cases of brutality. Take Florida. Where lawmakers passed a bill that paid 2.1 million in reparations to survivors of the Rosewood massacre in 1923 incident, in Rose a a 1923 incident in which majority Black Florida town was destroyed by racist mobs, or Chicago, which created a 5.5 million reparations fund survivors of police brutality aimed at black men during the 1970s and 80s and the cops are still brutalizing folks out there in chicago today people of the japanese descended reparations and in internment during world war ii i feel like i already gave y'all enough history on that or at least read up on that um this is a pretty lengthy i didn't know i mean it's not it's like two more paragraphs five more honestly um but not a lot more reading but I'm not going to do the rest again click on the link if you want to read the rest about five more paragraphs left I read the majority of this but that is America's history and they go back to talking about the Japanese uh internment camps what they already covered in the beginning maybe they had to go back and you know they felt the need to go back and Talk about stuff. I see the name Minenta again. So they go back and Minenta shares some more thoughts. But again, we already read about that at the beginning of this article. But if, once again, you want to learn more, hit the link in the description box below. So as you can hear for yourself and read for yourself if you decide to do so, America has a funny way of saying I'm sorry. America has a funny way of saying we're going to correct our wrongs. As I stated before, even when they're admitting they're wrong, they don't necessarily own up to it. They then blame somebody else. How can an entire government blame the citizens for these racial, hateful acts, but not hold any type of responsibility for not only allowing these citizens to continuously get away with it, but for promoting that type of hatred it sounds a lot like kamala harris or kamala harris claiming that she did not know that the number of the black mothers and and black people being arrested under her guidance was going down well you know i was you know i that the, that was going on under me i wasn't aware of all these things it, it was your job sis it was your job to to look over all these proceedings and you they just passed you by they just kept on passing you by like a far side song hmm interesting anyways so you you hear that history you see all that and Maybe you can see why I have little to no faith in why, um, uh, reparations is, is, is going to happen for black folks because the groups that they did try to reparate, I know that's not the word, but that's the word I'm saying it is, but the groups that they did try to rectify, um, did a pretty shitty job at doing, I mean, look, you, you, now granted, you had people who who got what they got and made the most of... You hear about the Hawaiians. You see what the, uh, how Hawaiians are living now, you know? It ain't really getting much, but, you know, you see they, they made the best of what that was given to them. And not, this is not some bootstrap-ism. This is not some black folk, we need to drink it best. I mean, everybody needs to make the best of what they got and what is given to them. But at the same time, that does not mean that everybody should be accepting of less and all this other BS. No, especially when they deserve more, especially if you are a group of individuals, black folks that built this nation and not even getting what you is owed to you. Yeah. I have an absolute problem with that. So I'm not going to look at that and be like, oh my God, the, the Indians, see, the Indians did better with their reservations. And then came alcohol issues and drug issues and all other issues as well due to their uh, trauma and due to the gambling and stuff. So although the, the history article did say that there were some pros to the the, the reservations they built on their land and stuff there is a historical occurrence of all the cons that that gambling brought to their communities not gonna go over that it's already been long enough uh topic here we gonna get into the do I wanna talk about the voting shit I know that was something uh I mean shit I ain't got nothing else to do today, honestly. I got some cleaning to do, so. I don't know. I'ma I'm a think on it. I'ma I'm get some more water, and I'ma think on it. But if I don't talk about, like, the whole voting thing, a controversy out there in Atlanta in general, I'm damn sure gonna get into the last topic, which is uh, about Black Lives Matter scamming niggas. <laughs> Whatever I talk about, stay tuned. You'll hear Appreciate. It. All right, so we back, and I decided, you know what, I will talk about the whole Georgia voting thing, gee, um, because I, I, you know, I, I have my thoughts on it, so why not? I know when it was first brought up in the news around March, toward the end of March or whatever, um, I didn't necessarily cover it much on this podcast or at all really on this podcast is because I was talking about other things and well, now that I feel as though I have the time and I remembered that it was something of importance to talk about, I'm here to talk about it. So pretty much, um... Georgia, the state of Georgia has, uh, done something that pissed off Joe Biden and a bunch of Democrats and what they've done is pretty much what Brian Kemp over there in Georgia has done, um, is changed some rules about voting basically, um, changed some things around and, um. People say that these people compare what Brian Kemp has done um, over there in Georgia essentially to uh, Jim Crow era type tactics to suppress the black vote. Um, Yeah. Swear to God, that's what they've been saying. So what I'm going to do is read off these points, share my thoughts on this whole situation and yeah go from there as usual. so first point I already have something to say. special ballot special ballots will be created for nonpartisan elections. nonpartisanship is one of the many bullshit lies probably the biggest bullshit lie um, or one of the biggest I won't say the biggest probably is the biggest though but it's a bullshit uh, lie that both parties uh, say. There is no such thing as non-partisanship. First of all, the people who are truly non-partisan are people who don't believe that voting is going to solve every fucking issue ever. You have a party who will, who will stress the importance of voting and nothing else because they just want votes so they can continue on getting their seats and continue on getting their money. You have another party that does anything within its power to suppress the votes. So well, both parties suppress votes, but you have another party that specifically does anything within its power to suppress votes because they see the power in voting. I don't believe that voting is powerless, but it's definitely not as powerful as um, the Democrats make it out to be, or a lot of people make it out to be. But as far as nonpartisan shit, nonpartisan elections, what the fuck is a nonpartisan election in the first place? That's number one. Voting on the fucking cats, my nigga? Like, with the state cat? What's going to be the state type of cat? Oh, you know, I don't know what the fuck that means, but yeah, that was some bullshit. Next on the list. Ballots must be printed in black and white ink on security paper. Okay. Um. next a cutoff date of 11 days before a primary general election or runoff election for mail-in ballot applications basically what that's saying is if you are going to mail in your ballots on any type of election you have up until 11 days before that day to uh, well, the least amount is, is 11 days or more, basically. If you're mailing in on, you know, 15 or the, you know, whatever. um. You should be safe. Keyword should be. You should be safe. Your vote should be counted. But let's just say um. you mail that shit in. Let me read it again. Uh, a cutoff date of 11 days. Oh, so before primary, uh, general, and runoff elections. So pretty much the 11th, the cutoff date is at the 11th day before. Like if you, I believe what they're saying is, if you mail it in before the that cutoff, you should be good. If the, if not, your vote will not be counted. All right, but I say keyword once again should be because. You know what, who knows what could happen, but you know what could happen. A deadline for the insurance of absentee ballots of at least 25 days before a federal primary general election or special election or 22 days before a minibu- a municipal general election of primary. I ain't going to act like I know what the fuck that all that meant. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure this language is meant to try to confuse people and I could look into it and stuff. This is going on in Georgia, by the way. I'm not in Georgia. So I'm not saying because I'm not in Georgia that I should not know this or I should not care. I should look all this information up. Or if someone knows what the fuck it means, be nonpartisan about it and actually tell me the truth. Um, But... Yeah, they... I don't know what that means, I'm sorry. Um, but it does sound like some some more cutoff dates. All I'm gonna say is I'm not surprised if all of this somehow spikes Democratic voters um who tend to be black voters simply because Brian Kemp ain't trying to lose his seat. Next a Georgia state driver's license number ID card number date of birth and last four digits of social security number or anything or another approved form of identification must be printed on the outside of an absentee ballot. I saw a lot of people for some reason make noise about this. I don't, I I never disagreed with voter IDs ever. Um, Granted, Republicans push it because they have this uh, accusation that Democrats are getting illegal votes from immigrants. There are people who are committing voter fraud via voting more than once, voting via different addresses. Uh, I don't know how true it is, but I heard uh, apparently somebody, um, but this was a Republican who tried to do this. So. Yeah, I mean, if y'all trying to keep that same energy, cool. But if y'all just saying uh, Democrats are guilty of this type of stuff, uh, you're certainly lying because last year I heard it was a man who tried to vote in Florida and I believe it was like, I don't know, the other state, Um, but he lived in another state, he he lives currently lives in another state He was trying to vote for trump in both florida and some the state that he currently resides in well he's in jail now for that because he got caught um but what he tried to do was he made a trip to florida and somehow he still had like a name his name on some place of residency in florida therefore uh he was still able to get away with voting in florida and he also voted in his the state that he currently he he currently resides in but again this was a Trump supporter this wasn't this wasn't a Democrat and I'm not saying Democrats aren't guilty of this but again Brian Kemp and all the rest of the um, Republicans conservatives, GOP'ers who probably think oh we're we're getting a Dems with this one Yeah. yeah getting your own with that one too so good job good job at you know um unintentionally being bipartisan anyways (laughs) last point conditions for rejecting absentee ballots if certain requirements are not met if you're black you can't vote here basically you know I, mean, I think that's what they saying you know so I gotta understand why people are saying yo this is some Jim is type shit but if I'm misunderstanding something because I can I'm telling you right now uh, I, I I understand half this list probably less than half a little less than half the other parts I don't understand I'm not understand i am i am keeping it a bucket Um, oh yeah I'll leave this link in the description box below this is from USA Today where I'm reading this off Um, let me write that in my notes right now so I won't forget to have this link there's another link I have to write too so Excuse the silence, but there should be a beat playing in the background. Do some little rapping to yourself or whatever. U.S. News, Link. Okay. Alright. Now that you're done rapping to yourself, listen to me rap. So, I'm not really going to rap for y'all. But, I can see why people are having issues with this um because although as i stated um moments ago i do need clarification on on some things some things are crystal clear like the voter id shit clear crystal clear the the uh special ballot shit stupid as hell but crystal clear the cutoff point, the first cutoff point, that 11-day cutoff point, crystal clear. Uh, ballots must be printed in black or white. If I didn't understand that, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. But that is crystal clear, right? Um. So that leaves the deadline issue. Oh, just two things, really. I'm smart, y'all. Yay! So, it's only two things on this list I need clarification on. The rest I understand crystal clear. All right. So, from what I understand, I can see somewhat of the issue. Now, I do see an issue with this. Um, an issue that wasn't talked about in USA Today, but it is talked about in uh, the US News Link, which was basically. This judge rules against ballot access rule of third parties. A federal judge has ruled that Georgia's requirement for third party candidates seeking to run for congressional seats are unconstitutional. And what pretty much they were trying to do was to increase the uh, amount of votes and uh, the amount of money for third party candidates uh, to to have their name placed on these ballots, basically. This is a form of voter suppression. Um, and the Democrats, I mean the well, the Democrats, since I already said that, their Democrats are guilty of this as well. It's not just the Republicans who are guilty of this. You saw this go down um in states like New York, and although I um it was crystal clear. I said this, um, you know, last year when I talked about, uh, when I first talked about, uh, Cuomo deciding not to have third party voters within the, the, the uh, taking them out of the primary when it was a surefire that it was Trump versus Biden. I said, I'm pretty much saying the same thing here. Yeah. They will do that as a form of voter suppression, but it just made sense at that moment uh, made sense in the sense that we knew that it was still going to be uh, um, Biden versus Trump, you know, so, yeah, with that being said, it's what Georgia is doing here or what Brian Kemp, Georgia in general is trying to do here, um, it makes no sense And like I said, the Republicans are not the only one that's guilty of this. Um, Let me continue reading this. This is, again, usnews.com. This will be linked in the description box below. The federal judge has ruled that Georgia's requirement for third-party candidates seeking to run for congressional seats or are unconstitutional a 1943 state law requires third-party candidates to submit a petition signed by at least five percent of registered voters which pretty much means that they need at least 20,000 or more than um, 20,000 or more pretty much votes um, to be exact if you like exact numbers it's Nineteen thousand seven hundred signatures, but like I said, I like to round shit up, so at least uh, twenty thousand or more votes, right? Um, to run candidates in all Georgia's fourteen House districts in 2020, the Libertarian Party would have needed to collect it nearly 3- three hundred and twenty-two thousand signatures to pay seven 7- seventy-three thousand eighty. 73,080 in qualifying fees May wrote Um, and the judge basically was saying that what they were trying to do to third party uh, to third party uh, candidates was pretty much unconstitutional and I agree with that judge I I know they said her name let me give her her props Judge Lee Martin May so, shout out to Judge May. Good to see that there are still some justices and judges out here who, uh, you know, have common sense and Judge Olu Stevens is not the only one out here. Shout out to that brother, but he's not the only one within the uh, judicial system who actually has has a brain and common sense and, and he he's making right laws and shit. Um, but yeah, shout out to Judge May. Um, the other thing that pissed a lot of people off about this, um, and I believe this was in the USA Today, I'm, I'm clicking back and forth between the articles, so if it seems like I'm lost or whatever, relax, mother... Anyways, I'm here now. Refreshments for voting waiting vote voters waiting line this one is basically well let me read it the law bans people aside from poll workers from soliciting votes or signatures from voters the distribution of or displaying of campaign materials is also restricted to 150 feet of the outer edge of a polling location or within 25 feet of a person waiting in line to vote offering money and gifts including food or drink to a voter is prohibited. In a rebuke of the proposal last last month Georgia Senate Minority Leader Gloria Butler a Democrat said Republican lawmakers want to make it a crime to bring bring grandma some water while she's waiting in line. Well, she ain't... She ain't wrong. Big mama needs some water out there. It gets hot. Waiting in them lines and they claiming that, you know, you're trying to buy big mama's vote. Let me tell you something. All black people already know who they voting for. You don't need to buy their votes. Let me continue. Poll officers are permitted to distribute materials encouraging voter participation as required by law officers may also make self-service water available to voters so the cops can hand out water because we want to make the cops look good um and they can hand out other things maybe f- little fans and if they have snacks to uh they they can share that shit to people Um, And likely, if you're out there in Georgia and the cops are giving you food and water and stuff, you're probably voting for the Republican. Therefore, what Brian Kemp and the Republicans out there pretty much are doing, or claiming they are doing, is they want to stop the Democrats from bribing voters. But they... (laughs) essentially are doing the same thing. Yes, they're using their foot soldiers, the cops. You can talk about how nonpartisan cops are and whatever if you believe that cops are nonpartisan, but come on. Cops out in Georgia share the same mindsets, most likely share the same mindsets and views of, of black voters, black people in general as the racist Grand old party conservatives out there, so yeah, they're simply saying, Well, the cops can do this, but not 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 people who work the voting polls or not just regular everyday people. You can't give your own grandmother some water. But if your grandma just happens to be a Republican, a police officer can say, Hey. Here's a bottle of water. But they got to be in uniform because if they're not in uniform, then it's and They're voting for a uh, Democrat, then it's a problem, you know, or a third party, then it's a problem. Ugh. That's exactly what this. Room... <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Now that I've read further into this, I can understand why people are upset. Now, let's not. With, on the same flip to play devil's advocate, to play conservative devil's advocate. It's not at like a lot of these polling stations, and I can attest to this. It's not at like there isn't bribery involved, or the undertone isn't the, you know, isn't there's not a bribery undertone to it. Remember that whole big push for... Well, they always do this, but the whole big push, especially it seemed like last year to get people to vote. And it seemed like it was a lot of people who was on the... And when I say on the left, I don't mean on the left of like... like I don't mean like, uh, like, prog- like true progressives. I mean like on the left, like not on the right politically. So a lot of Democrats, it seemed like a lot of people who are of democratic organizations or Democrats in general, were pushing voting so hard, right? Um, and saying, it's not about who you vote for. Just get registered to vote so hard. It's open. Just register to vote. Just register. I don't care who you voting for. I just want to get people registered this, that, and the third. You know what I'm saying? But we know exactly why they wanted to get people to re- register we know exactly why, and when I say we, I mean me and others who know. If you know, you know, but you know exactly why they were doing that. And it wasn't to get people to register to vote. I mean, yeah, that is, and it's, that is a small part of it, yeah, but it was to get people to register to vote for Democrats, for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And the other Democrats, you know, Warnock Nassoff, and you know, it was that, you know, it wasn't to simply get just put that way, simply just get people registered to vote because it is statistically proven that the more registered voters, the more people who end up voting for something, the Democrats. Um, end up having a better chance at winning or end up winning when the more people vote on the flip side the less people who vote the republicans tend to win this is these are stats you can look up yourself for not only just general elections but um primaries and 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 just other forms of elections you know local elections and stuff right when th- that rule applies for all types of elections, all right? Maybe not nonpartisan, what the, whatever the fuck that is, but for all the main types of elections, that that has shown to be true. Um, that the more people um, vote, the Democrats tend to win because Democrats tend to use their voice by voting. I'm not saying Republicans don't vote. It simply means that although Republicans are big on on um, Republican lawmakers and stuff, are big on um, and voters, are big on um, freedom of speech and, and, and getting votes out there. A lot of them like to try to suppress votes and you know if they are successful at suppressing a vote they end up winning more because well it's not that they're getting more votes it's they are lessening more votes it's kind of like let me put it in sports so whatever the sport you could think of right basketball football real football or whatever right You know, any sport where there's a time, let me put it that way, where there's a time and there's a score. So I'm going to use basketball because it's my favorite sport. You can use American football. You can use the world's football. So let's just say there is a team called the Democrats and another team called the Republicans, right? And Obviously whoever has the most score who has whoever scores the most wins the game, right? And let's just say this game the Republicans won. Going based off of how Republicans have won in the past and you know not all the time but with past elections, again general, local, whatever, right? Um it wasn't because they... Yeah, they they did outscore... <laughs> the, the Democrats. But it wasn't necessarily like a big outscore. It was more so of a... Let's just say the score... The Republicans was like up by 20. Right? So it's... The score is like... 100 to 80. Right? And they're like, okay... We got this. But then... The Dems kept creeping up. It was getting, it was cutting into that lead. It was, it was, it went from a twenty-point lead to about a fifteen-point lead. And it's like, okay, we got to do something. And that something wasn't let's get more scores, let's get more votes. It was let's stop them from scoring. Let's play defense in a way and stop them from scoring more. Let's suppress their votes, and therefore they suppressed, they stopped the other team, teams essentially, but team from scoring, getting more votes, and by the time it came down to count the votes, but when the time ran out, they had, they, they won because, not because they scored more than 100 points, not because they scored more points, more votes, it's because they stopped the other team, teams, but team, from scoring more points because that's how suppression works the less votes someone else the, 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 the less points or less votes that other team gets the better the chances the Republicans get now on the flip side the Democrats end up winning this game the Democrats end up winning the game because they actually scored more points than a Republican team you know, the score was 100 Democrats and let's just say 50 to the Republicans, right? They, they down by 50. Republicans are like, oh, no, they're cheating. and Re- Democrats are like, nah, we just going to keep scoring. So now the score is 150 to 50. That's how in the past, because they got more scores, they got more votes because they ended up campaigning. They still was campaigning hard, no matter how much of a lead they had. They still continued to campaign hard, play hard, essentially to score more points, to score more votes. And that's how they continued getting more points, getting more votes. Hopefully that analogy helped you understand that. That's the best way I could explain it to y'all right now at this moment. But um, yeah, that's. this is in no defense of either side. Um, well, I mean, if I had to keep it real, the more ethical side is the side that scores more points rather than a side that tries to suppress the points or suppress the votes from the other side instead of, I don't know, scoring more points, you know? So yeah, I'm going to say the more ethical side is the side that ends up just saying, hey, well, we want to win and let's get as many votes as we can and let's keep racking them up. Now, if they do so fairly, cool. If they do so unfairly, uncool. Same for the other side. So, you know, that's been the case. So... I can understand why people in Georgia... People all over the country... Would be upset... Uh, Comparing this to Jim Crow type-ish laws though... um, Just because grandma... Big mama can't get water... From... I'm gonna feel fucked up saying this... Because big mama deserves her water... But just because she can't get her water at the voting line and she could be arrested for. I believe there's fines and arrests. Let me look, keep scrolling down this article to see if they um they mention anything. I just know people can be in trouble. Um now if again, I'm leaving this stuff in the, in the description box below. If you and let me uh keep these tabs Just so I can, uh, you might hear some more silence so I can focus. Just so I know to keep these tabs. uh, Oh, bookmark them. Let me put it that way. So I know to put them in my notes when I'm editing this podcast. All right. Keep ra- rapping to the beat, y'all. Just keep rapping to the beat. I, If I had someone working with me or for me, um, I'd, I'd have them do it while I keep speaking. But, you know, one man being up here, so... Itty all, what you all, for now. Alright, I got them saved, though, so you can stop rapping. So, as I was saying, so... I can see where the somewhat... Comparison is being brought up to, but let's not downplay Jim Crow era type uh, voting laws and just Jim Crow era in general. Let's not, let's not do it. That's like Black Lives Matter, which I'm gonna talk about in that segment. That's like them comparing themselves to the Black Panthers. Absolutely fucking not. No. Um. So, anybody who thinks. These things are comparable. Not saying that there shouldn't be noise being made about this. There should be noise from not only third-party candidates, third-party voters, but black people in general. Because this was clearly an attack on the black voter base. And um, yes, I'm going to say Ann Brown in this situation. But the black and brown voter base out there in Georgia. Because, well, Georgia turned blue. Something unprecedented happened. Georgia turned blue this past presidential election, and you know they're not going to let that slide. They, meaning the Republicans, aren't going to let that slide. So, yeah, I mean, I can't say none, any of this surprises me at all. Um, we will see what comes from it. I know probably people going to say, well, you brought up sports and you failed to mention the MLB putting, pulling out the, uh, their all-star game. Um, because of this they didn't pull out because they felt it was the right thing to do and we're totally against they pulled out because their sponsors were saying we're pulling out of the um all-star game sponsorship if you don't pull out don't believe me look it up maybe I'll have that link in the description box below I'm saying maybe because I don't have that tab open but it, it's out there so don't think the MLB is on some woke shit don't think all these other corporations are on some woke shit what they really are on is about the dollars what's making them the money they listen to sponsors they listen to what brings them the money simple as that so that's all I gotta say about that situation here on to the last topic like i said we're talking about black lives matter so uh stay tuned all right back last topic here to talk about black lives matter um we're not talking about the so-called phenomenal work they've done for the black community we're talking about all the money they've made all of the scams that they pretty much pulled um we're going to mention all the controversy that they're in. Right now, I have been because that's on them. You know, if, if it was nothing, but... And I said this, I talked about them last year, actually. Uh, I talk about them all the time, but last year specifically, I remember being on this one platform, this one platform I'm not going to name because... They don't pay me anymore, therefore they're not getting that free promo from me. But I have mentioned them on a on this podcast before. But I was making videos on there, and this was when the news first came out that in 2020 they made over 90 million dollars as an organization. Um just in 2020 alone. This wasn't like cumulative amount of money from let's just say from back in 2012 to Trayvon Martin and you know all this other stuff or you know black um when Mike Brown killing happened um this was just in 2020 alone 90 million dollars just in 2020 alone once again so I felt a way about that I still feel a way about that but I really 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 felt a way about that when I Um, And I still really, really feel a way about that. So, but speaking back in past tense, I felt a way about that last year. So, I took to that platform and I made a couple videos and I detailed my thoughts and and things. And I still feel the same way. You know, looking back at those videos, thinking back at those videos, I still feel exactly the same way um, about BLM. You know, it was... (sighs) Of course, when I first started, it was, I I had high hopes, like many, um, I had high hopes for the organization. I had high hopes that they were actually going to do something, enact some change, and do something tangible for the black community. Now, you had those who say that, plenty of people said this to me before, that, there were organizations that never necessarily cared much about, uh, they only pushed for a, semi- uh, 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 a certain demographic of black and brown people. Um, that demographic being um, the gay, lesbian, and trans community. Uh, but more so the lesbian and gay and yeah of, of of the black community um you have others that said it's all inclusive that they don't just care about uh lesbian and, and and gay and trans black folks they care about you know black men black women heterosexual folks bi folks all that other stuff um You had people who say, well, they don't care about black men at all. Um, They just use our deaths to enrich in their pockets, which is more so of the lines that I would say I would agree with once people, these are things people have said to me, people said online, people said in general, Uh, I don't agree with all of the critiques, but there are a number of the critiques that I agree with and uh, critiques that I came up with Myself, whether they uh, are similar to other people's critiques or not, um, that varies on the critique. Of course, some of them I think are just straight up out of whack, uh, but other ones make sense. But one thing that is for sure, I think that is really, really for sure, is that Black Lives Matter is a scam. All right, the, the jig is up. The jig is up. It's a scam for sure. Um, Ain't no way in hell you can tell me an organization just alone, 90 million, not 20 million, but 90 million in 2020 alone. Heck, even 20 million. You cannot tell me that if you were to redistribute some of that within the black community, you cannot tell me that's not possible, basically, is what I'm saying. You cannot tell me that it is impossible for you to redistribute percentage of that money to the black community now they always say the same old shit because last year when i talked about this i did research on it and they they say the same old shit we donate to the arts (laughs) we donate to our sister programs we donate to other chapters and of course we got to pay the people who work for the organization all right if i didn't have a conscience at all I would have been taking Black Lives Matter jobs, and you know, done whatever I could have done to move up in the ranks, so I can uh, get some of that money. Because goddamn, you got people buying 1.4 was it million or billion dollar con- uh, uh, communes and shit. They buying. They buying places that. Many black people in America, or the type of homes, let me put it that way, probably paces for a lot of these Negroes who want to get away from black folks, but they're buying homes and places that many black people in America, sadly, can only dream of getting. We're talking about... If we talked about... Uh, you know, I talked about reparations. Black Lives Matter, if they were dead serious... And, and NAACP as well. But Black Lives Matter, if they were dead serious about the advancements... Both them and, and any other black group, to be honest with you. If they were dead serious about the advancements of black people... Or colored people their words not mine why not implement some form of reparations for these colored people or for right. these black people you know it, you, you could you could set it up in a form of mutual aid as well to where you are giving these you know if black folks need money for this or that and a third they need a bill paid off they need this they need you just give them the money It's not in a loan access about it. It's a grant that, you know, pretty much mutual aid does. You don't have to pay the money back when it comes to mutual aid. In the future, I'll talk about mutual aid because I think, you know, that is something that is of importance to talk about. But set it up like that. Buy these properties. Have, uh, have, have, buy these places. Have your high ranking fools or have the organization in general buy up some property give these homes to black people have classes teaching people about property management or real estate and this that and the third if you really care about the advancement of black people or colored people but no what they're doing is hoarding the money continuously getting money grifting for the money lying about it saying the same old excuses oh we we support the arts we support the arts. What they're basically saying is, um, the 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 poets that they like, they give platforms to. The musicians, the fashion folks, the the photographers, the the people that they like or they know, they give a platform to. So the white lips can go crazy and say, oh my God, look at this poetry girl and, and you know, let's, let's get her all these opportunities and this, that, and the third. That's what they mean. And they also could simply mean, Hey, we break off these poets and these, these photographers and these fashion designers and these speakers, uh, who are close to us. We break them off a little, some, 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 of this money. But you said black lives matter. You didn't say my friends, just my black friends' lives matter. You didn't just say only black poets matter. You didn't say just only black photographers and black fashion designers matter. You said black lives. Which means, if you are going to hold the name and scream the moniker, black lives matter. That means every black life, whether you know them or not, whether you're a fan of them or not, whether they're an artist or not, should matter. And Which means that... If they are going through hard times, not just dealing with systematic racism, but hard times as in physically, they're having a hard time paying off mortgage or paying bills or or paying rent or having food on the table or this, that, and the third. $90 million can help out a lot of black folks here in America. 10% of that can help out a lot of black folks here. In, in, in America. I'm not saying these, these this is a miracle number and that's gonna change uh our, our our status within the country like like that no but it will help out if the point is to actually help out. Hell if even the people who are telling me I don't know why you well why you care about black lives matter. They don't care about us. We we straight black men. They only care about gay black men and lesbians and transgenders. Even if black, even if that was true, right? And there's a whole bunch of homeless uh, 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 people of the LGBTQ community. Break them off some stuff. There's a bunch of people who, a bunch of trans women, I know of many, who who need uh medication for hrt who, who who need money for their surgeries uh you know there's sadly people of the lgbt community who need to pay off medical bills who can't afford medication because they either have some other illness they either have aids or whatever or just illnesses in general because not all gay people have AIDS. sorry i don't know why i stopped recording As I was saying before, even if those people, what they were telling me um, was true or is true about BLM, right? And they only care about the black queer folks or the black LGBT folks, right? I don't see them getting uh, all of a sudden getting their life better because of this 90 million. Sure, maybe the big wigs who happen to be of the LGBT community, but certainly not the poor LGBT folks that I know and love. The poor black LGBT folks that I know and love. They still they, some of them are, are are worse off because of coronavirus because of things things getting worse. Some of them are still in a bad place. So it's like, bro, y'all you can't even, even the, the, the communities that y'all do highlight and say that we especially want to shed light on these marginalized communities, y'all not doing shit for. So how the fuck do you expect me or anybody else to believe that you care for all black folks when the folks that you are are taking extra care of, a claim that you're going to have an extra care, an extra eye, an extra hand in, in aiding, you're not even doing shit for them. You're just lining your own pockets up. So yeah, the jig is up. Like I said, the jig is up. We all know what it is at the end of the day. You can go on Twitter, and it was funny because they went on Twitter and they tried to refute it again by saying the same thing, sisters, sister programs, the arts, and if you want to continue donating, donating here. They got trash, my nigga. <laughs> trash. I was included in that trash. And they got trash. They had to delete the tweet. Y'all probably... <laughs> Are you taking pride in bullying people? Am I taking pride in bullying scammers? Absolutely. We're not bullying somebody because of their blackness. Absolutely not. We're not bullying people, at least not me. Not bullying people because of their sexual orientation, their gender... uh, 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 Identification. We're bullying these motherfuckers because they some scammers. They've been scamming not only white liberals, but black folks into... Fooling them into believing, well, not even all white liberals. A lot of them know it's a scam, and they just want to continue on doing it because BLM essentially pushes the narrative that white liberalism good, white conservatism bad. It, so they continue pushing that narrative, um, and and you know you have white liberals who know that, and that's why they support them. And then you got the white liberals who. They mean well. They mean well. So they believe that they're they're doing a good thing by donating and supporting an organization like Black Lives Matter. But what they're actually doing is, uh, you know, lining those people's pockets up and not necessarily helping Black folks the way that they believe that they're helping Black folks. Because, like I said, none of that money is going toward the Black community. at large. Let me put it that way. The arts that they support and all this, yada, yada, yada. If you're on their good graces. If they hear this podcast episode or this podcast in general, we're not slammed them before. Oh, yeah. I I highly, highly doubt unless there's someone who is, you know, of the program and they they, I guess they they actually want to do for people and they hear me and they're like, yeah, he's his brother speaking sense. Let me go support him. I did see his report out. And I might have that in the description box below. I say might. Because I don't have that tab So anyways. But I did see a, a report the other day. Saying that. There was a chapter. A BLM chapter head out in New York. Who is. Uh, she wants to look into the books. And the finances. And see where the money is going. Because. Of the backlash and she's like yeah something ain't right here this is someone within the black lives matter party saying yeah something ain't right here we got to see what's up because if we say that we're going to do X Y and Z for these uh, for this community we should be doing X of Y and Z for this community and we shall not be mad at the community for wondering where the fuck is this money going or what what are y'all doing with this money other than getting more endorsements, other than buying your own places, other than moving into these rich white neighborhoods to tell people, white people, racism is bad and to electric slide with them. Yeah. Just to branch off of that point um, about what the, the, the New York branch uh, leader was saying, what I said in response to that article was... Black Lives Matter is an organization that's gonna have to take it. It will only end. Not when racism ends, if that's ever even a thing, but it will only end if it happens from within inside. So as oddly as I am at saying to anybody, do not do not do, I still say don't don't donate to Black Lives Matter. But if you have the opportunity, if you're someone who actually has a conscience and you actually want to do for black people and you want to join Black Lives Matter, make sure that you can do so and you make sure if you get inside, right? You do so and you cause ruckus and you let it be known that while I am here, no matter what your, 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 your title is, while I am here we are actually going to do for black folks for their larger community not just groups who make us look good not just the arts and not just and not saying not support them but we, you know when these any group says we support the arts it's usually just again the 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 photographers who take their pictures the the uh musicians that they are cool with, the poets that they're cool with, musicians that perform at their events and stuff, uh, the chefs, caterers who are making meals, and the designers of their clothes. You know, the makeup people, the all that. And that's cool. Like I said, them people should be paid for their wonderful services. If the service is wonderful. But no, they should be paid for their services, wonderful or not. That's subjective, obviously. Um but do for everybody. It's 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 the organization is black lives matter, not just black arts matter or black artists lives matter because if so, still your man's an artist over here. I make beats <laughs> I design clothes, links in the description box below for both my clothing stores. Alright, I do poetry. Does my life not matter? Hmm? So the jig is up, BLM. We know, I know. And um You got some splaining to do, I right? got more splaining to do than Lucy. So, uh I don't know about anybody else, but I personally am going to keep an eye on, eye and ear on anybody from Black Lives Matter. Anybody. I'm, I'm not thinking of specific names. Anybody. And see what they got to say about all this shit. Again, the woman out of New York says she wants to look into it. That's great. She's just one individual, though. This is a this is to my knowledge, this is a national issue with the black lives matter movement, um, national meaning, uh, oh, nationwide issue, uh, within the black lives matter movement in the United States. I'm pretty sure this is happening all over the world as well. I don't doubt it. And I highly suggest anybody, whoever is outside the U S if you want to question your, the chapters in your nation, by all means, do so. And like I said, if you're someone who plans on doing so from the inside out, because that's how BLM is going to get fits from the inside out. I'm not really big on, you know, I'm not the biggest fits and problems from the inside out type person, you know, uh, some things are systematic, but some things can actually be resolved from the inside out. It just takes the right people to get inside and fix said issues. And I think Black Lives Matter is one of those, um, organizations that can be possibly fits from the inside out. Will it? I, I still think that's too, too early of a call, to be honest with you. Uh, although the shit that we've seen from them is really, really, um, it's really re- just, just crazy shit and bad shit, um, it might might be irredeemable for some folks, but again, if you weed out the the, because uh, there's a lot of good activists out here. There's a lot of good activists who actually care about marginalized groups, and if you give those people a, a platform, I'm sure there are some really really good ones that no matter how much money, or how much power, or how much exposure they get, they will do the right thing. But that's probably when if, if that were to happen that's when you will see the mainstream media turn on Black Lives Matter because those are the activists that are not going to allow the liberal media to use them as tools as much as they the, the movement leaders allow themselves and the movement to be used as a tool um, by the liberal media right now so as I stated before white liberalism, good white conservatism or all conservatism really but white conservatism bad that's according to blm they'll never ever ever they'll say things like oh we're gonna hold Joe biden accountable we're gonna push him to the left words 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 a bunch of words that's all i don't mean none That's all I got to say about that. And that is the end of this episode of the earnest dots podcast. Another great one in the history books. All right. Appreciate you for listening. If you listen to it all, or if you listen to it in pieces, I know a lot of people don't necessarily have the time or patience to listen to these episodes for an hour long or not, as long as you listen to it, I'm fine with that. I appreciate it. If you never finish an episode, cool. I wish you would, but you know that's cool. As long as you tuned in, that's great. The best thing about it is uh, the most thing I want you to do though is is share this episode out. Share this episode out. I should probably say this at the beginning because if people stop listening at the first or second. not going to hear this or whatever but about anybody who is still listening and anybody who might be listening to this in pieces and you're now getting to this part share this episode out subscribe if you're not to this is a weekly podcast yes so subscribe if you want uh, if 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 you want to of course but if you're not subscribe um these are ways you can support free oh yeah rating as well rating is a way that you can support freely Rate this on Spotify and Apple, especially on Spotify. They have this new rating system to where smaller podcasters, such as myself, are going to get a, a bigger shine, a bigger boost. So please, please, please rate and listen to this, especially on Spotify. You can subscribe there as well. Um, but everywhere you listen to this and stuff, and everywhere you can rate this. Hell, I'm going to dominate all the platforms. All right? rate subscribe there if you want to support monetarily hit up the paypal hit up the libera pay the support tab these are ways that you can uh, support monetarily any dollar amount or anything less than a dollar anything really is greatly appreciated like i said the 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 stuff that i value a lot more is the shares of the episodes the subscriptions and the ratings especially the ratings so yeah check out my other podcasts as well there's the season premiere podcast that's where i do movie and show reviews that is no longer a content exclusive um you can catch that freely season premiere podcast once again on spotify on anchor um and other platforms where you can listen to this podcast um and check out the my two cents podcast a Music based podcast where I review music, talk about music and music based subjects on a weekly basis. All three of these podcasts, by the way, are a weekly podcasts. Season premiere airs new episodes every Thursday, though not every Monday. So there's that. Till next time, until next episode, stay black if you are black, stay beautiful. Black Lives Matter. Not the organization, but the actual Black Lives. (laughs) I ain't gonna stop saying Black Lives Matter, but fuck the organization. Um, LGBTQIA plus lives matter. Trans lives matter. Black trans women matter. Black trans men matter. Black women matter. Black men matter. And you matter. Whoever you are. And I'm out. Peace.